November 8th, 2021. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And I am Don. Yeah, so uh, True. almost went into the ER today. Hmm. Might, might, still, might still go, yeah. yeah. Huh. Might, might still go. My blood pressure, if you've been following the tales of Kevin, uh, I stopped taking this one medication called aldactone, which... Um, uh, it kind of does this thing where it, it's a diuretic, so it makes you pee a little bit more often and, uh, it, um, holds on to potassium a little bit more, you know, so it lets you okay. pee out the salt, hold on to the potassium. You need both. And, uh, it also, um, and then a lot of that is controlled by, uh, what's called aldosterone, which is like a, it's like a, uh steroid or something, right? Hormone, okay. whatever the fuck it is. And, um, it's normal in a guy you would normally have that. Right. But like heredity, uh, genetics with me, uh, one of the questions was maybe I'm, uh, aldos, aldosterone or aldo resistant, meaning that my body doesn't want to pay attention to it. So like when your blood pressure gets high, right, your body releases certain hormones and chemicals that, causes it to go down right now. If you gain a lot of weight, your body can lose control of that. I'm not obese. I'm, I am technically overweight, but like on the BMI scale, I'm not obese. Mm. So I, I it, so it's a genetic thing with me and, um, it appears to be, but we didn't know what had happened was, is I had that event in 10 years ago where my blood pressure was stupid high and it went pretty much normal when they gave me this aldactone stuff. Um, but the, the problem was, is that my potassium was super low. So I was thinking like, well, and my doctors weren't sure either. And so the thought process was, is like, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, I'm dieting, I'm losing weight, you know, I'm active. I'll go ahead and stop taking this and let's see what happens. I can always start taking it again, you know? So that's what I've been doing for like the past month and it's been fine, but the last couple of days, my blood pressure, um, so the first number is called your systolic and the second number is called your diastolic, right? Right. So my systolic hasn't been really too bad. It fluctuates like everybody's does. Sometimes it'll be at like 155 or something, which is kind of high, but not, not crazy high. And then other times it might be like 129 or something, 131, which is fine. But my diastolic, it just keeps creeping up. So at first it was like, you know, hanging out at like 80, then it gets like 83 and then it's like at 85 and it's like 85 is okay. And then like, it's been like 90 recently. And then like, like yesterday, like today at around noon, it went up to like a hundred and, um, like, that's not great. Like a hundred, it's not, <laughs> it's not uh, dangerous yet. About 120 is dangerous. But my problem is, is I have this problem where my body can't stop my blood pressure from rising naturally. You know, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have whatever that is. So if it keeps going up, it's a fucking problem. So, um, I chilled out. I, I relaxed. I, I talked to my doctor and I talked to the, well, I talked to the nurse on call. And I'm going to go in and see my doctor tomorrow at 9 a.m. And we're going to have a look at this. Now, I, re did, I did restart the medication, but I only restarted it yesterday. And it takes a few days or so for it to kick in, really. 
So the, it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of a slow thing. Now, right now, like before I like got on the show, my blood pressure was about 91 on my diastolic. But again, my systolic is like uh, 129 or something. So I talked to the woman and she was like the nurse and she was like, um, I was like, well, when do I go to the emergency? I mean, when, when should I go? Like, when, when is it a problem for me? You know, when should I go in? And, uh, she said that, um, the stupid thing, um, I should, I should go in, um, if my systolic is 200 and my diastolic is a hundred. Hold on. (laughs) Fucking audio. Okay. Odd, odd audio. Test. Uh, I, I don't know. So, um, so anyway, I'm checking it every hour. And as long as it, like, even if it's at 100, which I don't like, I can kind of relax and it will kind of come down, you know? And I just kind of got to just get through tonight and I'll go in. I'm going to take my pill again here at about 10. And let's see if that helps as well. Um, so not in the danger zone at the moment, but it's kind of one of these weird things with me too. Like in the in the nighttime, my blood pressure gets higher than it is during the day usually. So I have to see if it goes up past a hundred, like a hundred and five or something, then I'm just going to go into the ER and see if they're going to give me something for it because I. I, you know, if you get to like 120 or whatever, then it starts, you get, um, damage, you know, uh, and yeah. you, you're not just like stroking out, which you can have and a heart attack, but you also can damage your organs and your, and your blood vessels and shit. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of going on. Um, from me last week to you this week. I know, man, it's crazy. Um, I mean, not me personally, just cause I know everybody's concerned, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. Sucks. Well, I, I should be all right as long as this medication has time to kick in before my blood pressure gets any dumber. Um, right. I'm just gonna try and chill out. Um. Yeah. So Corber's wedding. So, folks, uh, if you ever listen to Tumbling with Tumbleweed or one episode of VGN Radio, <laughs> yeah, one or two, Jason Corber was on talking about. Uh, oh getting laid in a public park. park. Yeah. Yeah. On a swing yeah. set or something. Um, he may have been inebriated. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Anyway, uh, that guy just got married and, uh, yeah, yeah basically uh, there was like, um, uh, her family, there was like 50 people. And then like his family <laughs> was like, or his friends and family were like, five people or something i yeah. guess i guess like, I, I didn't it's know like his it. cousin his dad you and me right right mm-hmm. yeah and so um uh but it was nice you know good for him that dude uh he almost died about two yeah. years ago or something and um like he had a heart attack uh, i guess that's what it was and he um he collapsed at home and he was unresponsive, and luckily, um, one of his girlfriend's kids, I guess, knew CPR. I think it was one of his her kids, and um, was performing it on Jason. And then the EMTs came, and they ended up, you know, putting him in a coma. And then he was in one of them low temperature things to, and everybody thought he was brain dead. 
Uh, and it wasn't looking very good for him. And then, um, he just kind of came out of it and Corber fashion. He just came out of it. Like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And he just had no idea what had happened or anything. And, um, they called him like the walking miracle because of that. Uh, and and they still don't exactly know what happened, I guess, talking to him. He, um, sounds like one of his heart valves might be a little bit wonky. Um, but he, you know, it, it had a lot to do with him smoking and drinking and not eating. Right. Yeah. So there's like a multiplier there as to that on top of this other thing. So he's given up drinking apparently. And I, I guess he's given up smoking. I wasn't really aware that he smoked very often, but I guess he was. And, um, and so, yeah, so then he, you know, it's been, uh, a while. And then he, he slipped at work like about a year ago (laughs) on, on some ice and broke his leg. And I guess really messed it up to the point where like, he's got a titanium rod in there now and uh, he's got a limp. It's not a, it's not like a captain hook peg leg limp or anything, but he's got a bit of a limp. He's Um, in pain. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I mean, you know, he's got a girlfriend and now he's got a wife. I mean, they got married and they seem very happy. So, uh, I'm happy for them and, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, and Don and I ate some of the food, and that might have been what caused the problem because it might have been sodium <laughs> juiced up for me and messed me up. Right. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. What? No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I'll tell you, that was probably one of the best weddings I went to only because of the fact that it lasted about two hours altogether. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you there was like, no okay, dancing. There course. was no dancing. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah, there's one. no dancing or nothing like that. It was like a really quiet, quiet ceremony, like at a cabin. Yeah, in the, in the middle of like the, the national park, and there's just like, and it was like a really busy part of the park because there was like tons of like normal people just walking around. So it was a nice day. Yeah, but there's, you know, what I mean, you step outside and there's like people walking around normal, like, hey, what's going on in there? It's like, don't come in here, stay out. Stay away. But it was well. They were looking you know, for the they, bathroom, they and they weren't sure if they had to go into the into the building to go to yeah. the bathroom. But it was around the other side, so people kept walking yeah, towards right. us, like they were thinking it was the bathroom. But whatever, they couldn't work the doors right anyway. Oh um, yeah, they couldn't even get in and out. So yeah, so it was nice and quick. It was yeah, it was quick. Quiet. The food was they had way too much food, and uh, it was a good time. I don't have anything else to really say about it because nothing really happened, you know, like nobody did anything embarrassing. Nobody got really drunk and, you know, people it, kept kicking them candles on the ground. They kept mentioning. Yeah. yeah. Don was really uh, upset about the candles that were laid out <laughs> on the ground that were electric. that couldn't cause were, a fire, I, I, but he was like, people should know. pick those up because people are going to knock them over. And then they kept knocking them over, like he said. So, and then they would set them back up. It's just like, come on guys. Like, don't you see what's happening here? Oh, this is this audio thing is killing me. What the fuck is going on with my board today? Everything's fucking failing with me today. All right. Uh oh. No, it's all right. It's just if the the listeners are going to hear all kinds of weird noise problems and stuff, I'm sorry. It's there's something wrong with the mixing board today. I for no reason. It's just it's been fine this whole time, and now today it's it's not happy. I don't know. It's bullshit. We're in a nice, happy place. In Donnie's computer, the one that he calls in on, because he has his own computer, it keeps blanking out. I'm waiting for it to just reboot while you're on. Just to, 
Huh. I'm just going to shut everything off and go to bed, have a heart attack yeah. and die. It's <laughs> bullshit. Um, bullshit. We got some uh, email. Oh, who did? Uh, we did? Yeah. I haven't looked at them in a while. I apologize to the people that wrote in, but we hadn't gotten any in so long that I stopped looking. But yeah. um, I did look today, and we have um, – now, Eric and Kevin, I know you guys wrote me before about um, being a guest on the show, and we will do that. Uh, I'm sorry that it's been so long, but that that will happen. Um, if you've been wondering, I never wrote you back. It's just one of those things where uh, <laughs> it's easier to tell you here. Yeah, now we got this. Um, now we have this new thing at work on Mondays too. Where like I work, and then from six to eight, I have to do some extra work, and uh, and then when that ends, then I come on here. So it's like I don't got time for, to do anything. It's it's dumb. Whatever. We'll work it out. Um, yeah. So one of the questions was, is uh, this one's from Tony and he says, how about an update on all the past crew? Um, well, Jedi got married. Let's just start with him. He's the one that most people are probably least interested in. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. No, he, he's, uh, he got married and uh, he's got a, uh, she didn't have the baby yet. Right. Or, I don't think so. It's uh, on the way. It's on the way. Yeah. And okay. uh, so he's got a kid on the way. Poor kid. And um, <laughs> um, what? No, I didn't say that. Uh, uh, and, I was kidding, um, Jedi. I'm kidding. Yeah. And um, that kid's going to have lots of video games to play. He's going to have a good time. Yeah. If it's a boy. If it's, I think actually, I think it's a girl. I think the reveal was that it was a girl. So the girl's going to have a lot of video games to play. Uh, and, I, and I guess he started a new job. I'm not quite sure what it is, but he's been doing all right career-wise. He he um he worked at this lighting place for a while, and uh, I don't know. He tried a couple other things, and then he ended up back at that lighting place, and now he's gone on to something else. So um, good for him. We, we wish yeah. Jedi well. He's doing all right. He's yeah. not on Facebook much anymore, though. Like, he's becoming too much of an adult. You know, he's adulting to the point where now Facebook is no longer, you know, where he should go. It's not where I need to be. You know, those people that do that, they become family people. They disconnect from all the computers and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. That's not me. I'm not doing that. But there's some people that do that. Uh, my brother, uh, he's basically the same, right? Still, I'm, yeah. I, you know, he's still working, driving his truck and, uh, you know, his youngest daughter turned 19 uh, recently. She's out of high school, obviously. And I don't know if she's in college. I think maybe. These days it's weird because everybody's online and stuff. So nobody goes to college. So I, right. I don't know how that's going. Um, but, uh, yeah, he seems like he's all right. No, I mean, there's really, like, <laughs> like literally, like, there's nothing, there's nothing new with him in all this time. Like, I couldn't tell you there's nothing eventful that's happened to my brother uh, that I can think of. Which I guess is good. Um, yeah. Anderson, I mean, he's a mess. Oh, Who knows no, what that's, he's up to. That's right. He's on the show. That's, that's right. He's, he's out fight, fighting Amish people. Yes. Uh, Don Cease, I did talk about. We went on these ATVs, the hate. Um, yeah. He's fine. You know, he's got a young child as well. Although he's, I don't know, man. He's got to be like seven or something by now. It's been a while. Um right. But that keeps him and his wife pretty occupied. He does have an older daughter, but she's like, she's at least 21 because she went to the bar one night with us. 
Um, <laughs> so I, you know, no longer a kid. I don't know how often he sees her or whatever, but you know, she came out with him. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> but otherwise he seems all right. Uh, I don't know anything, uh, you know, life altering with him. And Larry's not healthy. Let's just say that Larry is, um, Larry's still Larry, but he's, um, he's, he's trying to get another job other than the job he has. And, um, he's had a heart attack and he had a stent put in, I think just one. Yeah. And, um, uh, no lifestyle changes though. Just a lot of drugs and eating large pizzas and drinking and, you know, everything else. Like he is not long for this world i mean we've all told him we've all tried to reach him you, you can't you know he doesn't care he doesn't care and he he wants to do what he's doing so uh, you know what else can you do yeah you know right so but um he is still with us for now and uh you know we we, we i see him that when i play trivia he's he's okay but he's i don't know the problem with larry is that like you try to like talk to him, but you never quite know if he's being serious or not about stuff, you know, like he went in recently to the emergency room because he thought he was having a heart attack and they brought him in and they ran all their tests and everything. And, um, they told him that that was a panic attack that, uh, that wasn't actually a heart attack that he was having. He was having a panic attack. And, um, and Larry was like, all that stuff's made up. He's like, what was it really? And I can never tell if Larry's being serious, like he doesn't right. believe in that stuff or because he might not because he's Larry um, yeah. or uh, yeah, or he's, um, you know, just kidding around. And meanwhile, you know, he's on something for that. I don't know. And I, you know, that's his whole deal. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it is what it is. So, um, Yeah, everybody's still around, but, you know, in terms of scheduling, Donnie and I are kind of it, you know, um, uh, I don't, you know, my brother's too busy to do anything, although, although he's not like, you know, right. He says he has all these, he only has time like half a day during the week, but I think he only works three days a week. So it's like, I don't know. He just doesn't want to do the shows, you know, (laughs) whatever. And I'm sure Larry could do the show, but I don't want him dying on the show. So we're not going to have Larry on the show. Um, Yeah. But maybe one day that we'll have him as guests or something. That'd be cool. I think we're the only two that can actually sit down and be like, all right, let's just do this on Monday. You know, we can sit and pick a day. Right. Because the two of them, you know, they're just like, well, I don't know. I got And we're pretty reliable. I mean, basically. (laughs) That's part of the show anyways. Most of the, most of the time we're, we're, I mean, Larry was pretty reliable when he was on the show, but he didn't, he didn't have a lot to say half the time. Cause he just didn't think he had anything to say. You had to kind of remind him about things. Yeah, he didn't, he put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sports show. Uh, this one's from Kevin. He said, uh, you asked for some topics. So here are some ideas that would interest me. So he gave us a big, long list of topics uh, Ooh. and, uh, we can kind of go through some of them and. As time allows, uh, and talk about some of them, I think, since that was <laughs> a good idea. I guess. So the first one was probably just targeted at me. It's uh, crazy prices of retro games and systems. Totally um, you. Yeah. So re- in recent years, 
Um, especially now, though, after people got checks from the government is what I can blame it on, as well as fat unemployment checks. Um, a lot of people that were stuck at home uh, decided to buy video game stuff. And a lot of people bought headsets, you know, like VR helmets. Um, people wanted um, PlayStations and, and Xboxes. But, you know, there's people that already had that stuff. And a lot of people decided, hey, I'm going to go buy some retro stuff. I'm going to go buy some old school consoles or some old games that I like, etc., which drove that has driven that market. Um, the prices on things way up for what people are willing to pay. Cause Hey, when you get free money, what does it matter? Yeah. Buy what right. you like. So, um, you know, it, the way this kind of works is it's, it's generational and, uh, the people that have the money to spend on games right now, um, and aren't too old are mostly people that, uh, played Genesis and Super Nintendo, right? Um, the Atari group, which would be like us, Donnie, I guess. Right. We're, we're kind of, you know, um, a little bit too old to, to be doing that. It's more like the 40-year-olds um, are, uh, um, are, are, are buying Genesis and, and Super Nintendo. Now, it's not to say that people aren't buying Ataris. That's going on, too. There's lots of people buying old systems. I buy old systems. Of course, everybody knows that. But um, uh, the the collectors of these games are crazy. And, of course, you know, it's not just those. That, you know, they there's PlayStation and there's N64 and stuff. And, you know, it it's it's an interesting thing. Like, um, uh, the the more obscure the, the system, but the more... Like, basically, with games, is it a good game? It's probably going to be worth a lot of money as long as it wasn't sold in mass. And so, like, Sega Saturn games will be kind of expensive because nobody really bought the Sega Saturn. They all bought the PlayStation. But the Sega Saturn had some great games. So now people are, like, rediscovering the Sega Saturn and buying Saturn and buying up all the good games, which is causing people to complain about the prices on things, right? Like, they're not buying up, like, Madden. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Because it's so old and nobody wants to play that that version of it anymore. And then, of course, RPGs always sell role-playing games. Nintendo, you know, first-party titles always sell well. You know, whatever was, like, a big deal. But, yeah, for the most part, um, I haven't seen too much interest in actual PlayStation, uh, probably because there's a gazillion of them and there's tons of titles for the PlayStation. So there hasn't been as much of a... Um, a draw on the PlayStation as it is for N64 and Sega Saturn. And I've seen 3DO and uh, Atari Jaguar right now is dumb, expensive. And uh, everything you can think of, though, is really kind of like up there on on price. And I think like um, they're starting now to even go towards like PlayStation um, 2 and um, uh, Xbox, uh, um, well, original Xbox, but then also like, they're, they're, they're starting to have people talk about PlayStation 3 and um, Xbox 360, which isn't even that long ago. But there's people that are trying to, you know, get the games that are cheap now uh, for those systems while they're available yeah. and and uh, and they're collecting them. So, yeah, the prices are just they're just outrageous right now. And, um, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to stop, really. I mean, it's 
it's weird though. It's it, it. I think it's I think it's partially based on sort of like the economy of things. Like when money gets tight for people, a lot of people will unload these collections. You know, right? And so they um right now there's like money and and in people's pockets and everything. But if the economy gets cruddy and people need money, you start seeing like big collections go up for sale online, you know, as well as people get old. One thing I have noticed, especially if you watch YouTube uh, videos of collectors and old systems and and things like that is all of those guys are old. They're all like my age or some of them (laughs) are older, you know, and um, it's kind of like that's a diminishing market. You know what I mean? Like those guys, right. uh, the old guys are going to go away. Like there's not too many young people interested in a Commodore 64. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some, yeah. but there's not as many, you know, I think that it's slowly shrinking. Like the older you go, um, th- that market's going to more, you know, diminish more and more. Those hobbyists kind of go get out of it. They, they still got years left and everything, but it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's not the same as, uh, um, you know, the younger audiences, et cetera. But yeah, this just kind of happens. Um, it, it's right when it's right when you get to an age where you start to have like money, you know, like, you know, you're sort of struggling through your twenties and stuff and you get into your thirties and you start making like your major purchases, like your house and your car and things like that, or you're having kids and you know, that kind of stuff. And then you get to a point where like, you know, you're right around 40 and you start having like extra money, you know, your career has gone a certain way or whatever. And you start to be able to spend money more and, and that's when it happens. And so like when you're that age, like, you know, you're, you're going to go buy nostalgic things. It doesn't necessarily have to be video games. Some people buy, you know, toys and, um, uh, just all sorts of stuff, you know, that they wanted when they were kids, but they couldn't have, you know, and, um, there's a good market in that, in the sense of just collecting the things that will be worth something someday because they were out of reach of people, uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. That's kind of like, if you ever watch that YouTube channel, um, uh, will it work? No, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, what the tech tech Moan looks like tech moan, but it's tech Moan. It's this English guy, and he mostly looks at um, classical, classic, not classical, but classic, like, hi-fi systems. It's yeah. not the only thing he looks at. He looks at other interesting things, too. But he, he looks at weird formats and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, he goes on, like, you know, when he was young, he would be, like, looking through these catalogs of these, like, record players. You remember how it was. You know, you would see these you know, stereo systems and stuff. And you'd be like, I want that. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like you want one of those boom boxes, but you want one of those really cool boom boxes, you know, that played yeah. like three tapes at once or, Hey, you know, had speakers galore and all this sort of stuff, but you couldn't afford it because back then, I mean, you know, you might look at the catalog today and it might say it was like $300, but that'd be like $3,000 back then or something, yeah. you know, it's might as well be. yeah, crazy money. So, um, but he goes and he buys these things used, you know, and then he talks about them and he fixes them up and cleans them up and stuff. And so that it's like the same thing, you know, he goes on and finds something that he liked and wanted when he was young. And, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be similar with, uh, you know, younger generations. They're just going to buy like more manga and anime, Batman, all these kids that grew up with Batman, there's going to be a lot of 
Batman stuff for sale. You know what I mean? That people are going to want. And right. um, I don't know. They'll, they'll be nostalgic about their PlayStation threes and Xbox three sixties and whatever. Uh, and, and on up. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. This one's more for you, Danny. Oh, okay. Is it irrational to be a yeah. fan of a s- pro sports team you have no connection to? No. But you got to give more than that. That's, that's, oh. that's, um, that's no, tough. you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is it irrational to be a fan of a sports team? You know team how like, Mole no- likes the Steelers? Is that irrational that he likes the Steelers since he has no connection to Pittsburgh and you know what I mean? Like he has no, no, no. See, when I was a kid, all right, I I liked the Miami Dolphins. I always liked the Browns because I because I was like, oh, I live in Cleveland, or, or not the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers. We'll go with them. They, they were it's for, for actually for both of them is I it was both for a little bit. I'll explain in a second. The um. Because when, when I was a kid, I got a lot of hand-me-down clothes, mm-hmm. and like not just from my brothers, but like from my mom's friends, like their kids. They, you know, their kids would grow out of clothes, and they'd bring them over and be like, "Here you go." So when I was a kid, I had like a Miami Dolphins shirt. I wasn't a fan, but I wore the shirt, and I was like, "These are cool. They look cool. The colors, you know." Da 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 da. So I kind of was like, "Oh, the Miami Dolphins. I should look into that." Right. But what it was was my 49ers jacket. Don't know where I got it from. But it's like one of those old varsity jackets where it's like gold sleeves with like the red fur on the in the middle, like a vest almost. Right. But yeah, like a varsity jacket, you know. And uh, it was a 49ers one. I had no idea who was on the 49ers. I had no idea, you know, anything about really anything about football. But I walked around in that jacket and told everybody, I'm like, I'm a 49ers fan. And, and, and to this day, I'm actually, I mean, I, that's, I, I mean, I guess that would be my connection if, if that's what he's saying. But that's the thing is when with professional sports, all it takes is, you know, one thing to pick your interest uh, to, to get you into it. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here rah, rah, rah for the 49ers every day, every weekend or nothing like that. But when I play Madden or something, I'll be like, oh, I'll be the 49ers, you know? So, yeah, it is not irrational to enjoy a professional sports team that you have no... I I, I agree. I I think, though, that um, if you... uh, Like, there's no need... To be like to talk uh, against the hometown team, like Mole, for instance, could right. like the Steelers. Yeah, go on. But ahead. it doesn't have to be like hating the Browns. You know what I mean? Well, like where? Like why? I mean, okay, there's a rivalry there, but is yeah, it? But I mean, but but you know, like it's also his hometown <clears throat> team. Like he doesn't need he doesn't need to be that way. Like, but you know, whatever. But you know him. All he wants to do is push people's buttons. I realize that's kind of what he's doing it for. It's probably the it's only just like Blackie with Blackie with the Seahawks, you know, Dan with whatever team he likes this year, <laughs> because he, he, he switched them so many times. Yeah, it just uh, it, it, it just doesn't have any. Like I don't. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a weird question if you think about it, because it's like 
<clears throat> any team that you like, there's something there that gives you a connection to them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, like, like you can't, unless you pay, which most of these guys that we're talking about aren't, I'm sure of it. Unless you pay for like one of those uh, sports packages that gives you all the games and all the markets that aren't blacked out. You know, the only games you can basically see all of is like the Browns, you know, for this right. town. If you live in New York, whatever. But I'm just saying like in Cleveland, if you're into football, just football in general, you got to watch the Browns game. What else are you going to watch? Yeah, you can wait for the next game, the four o'clock game and watch whatever random two teams are on that or the Monday night or Thursday night games, whatever random right. game. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, if you're into the Seahawks or the Steelers, you can't watch all the games. So it's, it's yeah, most of the time. You can't. I mean, it's a bit silly. I, I don't know. Yeah. You can't enjoy it. It's kind of, that's where I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I'm into, well, all right, you're into that, but you spend most of your time just complaining about the home team rather than watching <clears> your <throat> team. You can't even watch your team. Yeah. Right. Stupid. I, so I, I think, I think one of like, before I, I stopped five, I blocked them all or I unfollowed them or whatever it was on Facebook. Uh, just before I did that, when I was finally done with this, just this nonsense, it was like, I don't know, two or three years ago when the Browns were like, oh, and 16 or when they didn't win any games or they only won one game. And, uh, and him and his buddy were on Facebook. Oh, the Browns, this, and the Browns, that. And I, and I, I I'm like, I got on there and I was like, I go, seriously, like making fun of the Browns right now who are oh, and 16 is like, kicking a baby it's it's there's no point in it like right. what what are you doing nobody's you know it's a, like nobody's gonna disagree with you basically right? yeah like it's like how about you just worry about what your team's doing and and you know he wasn't having that he was oh well you sound like a sorry browns fan it doesn't know what and it's just like no like <laughs> you know right. it's like i'm not arguing with you yeah they suck it's everybody and that's the thing is like everybody knows it right you're not you're not saying anything new you're not you know it's like why don't you go why don't you go talk about how your Steelers are going to go beat the chargers or how about they're going to do this or they're going oh nobody cares about that <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you know right, like right. I, those people okay. are just annoying i know that's, that's, and that's why I'm saying, I, yeah. and that's why i've blocked them because i was just like well what's the point that all he's all he's doing is just saying stuff to troll people right for so, real yep like no thanks right that's why. That's why most people are blocked because they annoy me. <laughs> I guess that's. I guess that's why you would block people. But whatever. You yeah, I mean? or just I block some people just so I don't get into an argument with them like that. Like I, you know. Yeah. It's like I can handle them in real life, but I they're going to say something inflammatory that I'm just going to disagree with, and I don't want to walk into that because I don't want to yeah. get into it. All right. So uh, this one's more for me, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a multi. Who's it from? Multi part question. Well, they're all the same. They're all from uh, Kevin. Not me, oh. but uh, oh, he's been sending them every week. Like, no, no, he made a huge list and he sent us all. Oh, oh that's right. The list is the list of things to yeah, talk about. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. He says, uh, so how do nuclear weapons slash reactors work? What happened at Chernobyl or Fukushima? Are you serious? Yeah, that's a big one. Well, I mean, these are topics for a whole show. I think you see. I got like 10 minutes, man. <laughs> um, well, nuclear weapon is so basically. Okay. It's not that difficult. So you basically have like, um, like a molecule, basically let's, let's imagine like a, like a molecule and it's got all of this. It's got all these bits. Start with the smallest part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Build our way up. Right. There we go. 
So most of your most of your uh, molecules that everything is made out of are very stable. They don't they don't do anything, right? But if it if it's fission, if it's fissionable, right? What happens is is that in like uranium two thirty nine, for instance, is fissionable. What happens with that is that the molecule is basically unstable, and um, it starts to uh, um, try and sort of it's kind of like repairing itself, but it's not because it's just going to be constantly unstable. So it's throwing off um, neutrons, which is what they're made out of. Like, you know, part of it is made out of there. And so it's, it's launching off these neutrons and at low, uh, um, you know, a low number, a low concentration, because these things are super small. Um, like if you had a piece of raw uranium in your hand, it would be, basically safe. There's just nothing really to worry about there. So what they do though, is they said, okay, well, this is what we need because this, this, this atom, this molecule, whatever is, uh, unstable. <gasps> and what we think we can do is we can blow it apart because it's unstable. And if we do, we'll release all of that energy that's inside of that all at once, right? Creating this massive amount of heat. So, they needed, first of all, they needed to get a lot of it. So they had to take the uranium-239 and process it because most of uranium is not uranium-239. It's only like trace oh. amounts. And it's like a metal. It's like a rock. So they do something where they basically pulverize it and turn it into a gas. And then they spin it in the centrifuges and somehow like the the heavier 239 they can they can get it off you know get it by spinning it a certain frequency a certain rate and they can get it off of there and that's kind of a trade secret that's not something we share with people people figure it out like iran and stuff and but we don't you know we don't advertise how that's done i couldn't tell you how that's done anyway so you get enough of this stuff and now you have this like it's it's much it's it's a lot hotter at that point in the and you wouldn't want to hold it in your hand because there's a lot more, <laughs> there's a lot more of these things f flying off of it, you know, and uh, when they hit your cells, they'll damage your cells. Now your body can take a certain amount of damage from uh, radiation. The sun's radioactive, uh, rocks on the ground are radioactive, um, yeah. but they're but it's very low. And your body is, you know, you're a human being. You were born on this planet, you know, through thousands of millions of years, you know, your body can handle a certain amount of uh, radiation and damage. Um, but, uh, not in, when it gets to be too much, then it can't. So what happens is with the nuclear weapon, um, the first one we, we in world war two, we, we had two bombs. Um, we had, uh, um, uh, fat man and little boy. That's right. And little boy, was the first one we dropped and how that basically worked. And it's the simplest design is that we, we basically took a, a, a mass of this uranium and put it in a, in, in, into like a baseball sized um, core kind of thing on one end. And then on the other end, you basically um, have just like uh, one or whatever it is. Um, uh, electron or whatever and they fire that at high speed at the 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 ball and as soon as it 
manages to hit one of those neutrinos or whatever, and, and they start exploding, they all fly into other ones. And that creates a chain reaction so that they all end up, you know, uh, igniting. And then it creates it creates the, the nuclear explosion, which took out uh, Hiroshima. And um, that's actually kind of a weak bomb. I know it blew up a whole fucking town in Japan. <laughs> that's actually the weaker of the two. So yeah. the so the fat man, the way that one worked was that they took a took that baseball sized um, uh, thing, and they still kind of do this today. This is still base basically the same way they do it. Um, they put it in the middle, and then they surrounded it with like um, explosives. And so these were sort of like shaped charges. And they ignite all of those explosives at the same time. So the explosion compacts the, uh, you know, the, the, the uranium or, you know, we plutonium now because it's like more enriched from nuclear reactors, but it's all the same shit. Um, it compacts it and that causes a much bigger explosion because more of that material got utilized. You know what I mean? Like none of it went to waste. So you have an even bigger bomb and that took out Nagasaki. Now, um, They've added some things to that effect over time, you know, uh, to make the, um, the, the explosions more pronounced, um, and, uh, uh, bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and, uh, there is actually a, um, uh, a rate of return on that. Anything more than like a 50 megaton explosion is, um, useless because most of the explosion ends up in outer space because it's so fucking big. So they don't usually do that. And these days where the way militaries are is that in the, in the thinking basically is, is that if a nuclear war broke out, they're not planning. They, they could, of course, but they're not planning on hitting like New York city or Cleveland or Dallas or whatever. Like they don't want to take out a major metropolitan area because I don't think anybody really wants to be a mass murderer. I mean, maybe Hitler did or something. You know what I mean? But most people yeah. do not. Instead, what they're trying to do is is create sort of smaller yield, focused uh, nuclear weapons to hit military targets. Underground bunkers, for instance, you know. Or um, if you had a, a military base of some size, they would hit it with that, right? Um, but it's mostly just about uh, small scale at this point. Um, not the, again, there's plenty of there. We've got plenty of bombs. We could wipe out the whole world many, many times over. So along those same lines, then when it comes to nuclear reactors with that fission that happens where the, 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 it's not stable and it generates this heat. Um, when you have this sort of concentrated plutonium or, or uranium reactor or whatever, um, it, when it's that, when it's, you know, that condensed from the, not from an explosion, but, you know, from the centrifuges, making it into a pure form of uranium-239 or plutonium, or there's other things too. There's like thorium and all this sort of stuff. But when you have that, it's hot. It's like, it's like temperature hot. It's like, ah, it's going to burn. <laughs> and uh, actually, I don't even know. Yeah, I think plutonium. But anyway, um, uh, and you get a reaction out of it. So you put it in water and you put it inside this reactor. And I, I think it can be stabilized if you have like um, the right materials around it. But if you, if you put in like um, uh, these other materials, it turns it into a, um, uh, it gets more reactive. And so it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And that ends up bur boiling water, 
turns a steam turbine, and that's how we end up with electricity from a nuclear reactor. As long as you've got the water flowing through and you have good control over the the control rods that basically control the reaction's um, uh, heat, let's say, or, or speed of the reaction or whatever you want to call it, then the um, uh, it's going to be perfectly safe, basically. It's a closed-loop system. It won't leak. It's not going to explode. It won't really explode into a nuclear explosion um, because it's not being condensed or weaponized in such a way that it will cause it to blow up. Plus, nuclear power, um, the fuel, the the nuclear part of it isn't – like with a nuclear weapon, it's like a 90% purity or above. Who knows what it actually is, but it's really high. It's got to be really pure. Where if you want to just get nuclear fuel, I think it can be like 20% enriched. So it's a much lower enrichment. It's not going to explode. But then you have Chernobyl and Fukushima. And there's also some other reactor accidents that have happened throughout time. Chernobyl was basically... they The Russians, or I guess the Ukrainians... (laughs) I don't know who was running it. It's in Ukraine, but maybe it was Russian people. Um... They, you know, they had this uh, uh, reactor, uh, and it was, you know, working and everything. But they decided they were going to do this experiment to see what would happen if um, the cooling system was shut down accidentally, and would the um, would the turbines be able to supply enough water to the reactor? But they had some they had some chain of events that took place where the Sorry. the, the water no, it's okay where the water ended up being already pretty okay. hot. And so the um, the the water was getting to a point of, of like boiling point, and when that happens with this particular reactor, it creates these voids in 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 the reactor itself, which creates sort of a cascade of more boiling and more heat that becomes uncontrolled. And so, couple that with their idea of hey, let's shut the cooling system off. Um, made it so most of that water boiled away. And then at which point you couldn't reinsert, they didn't have enough control rods inserted. The control rods are made out of like boron and um, uh, you insert the, um, the control rods into the, into the core and um, it would normally slow the reaction. But this was so hot that the control rods, when they try to reinsert them, they would melt. Welcome back, Don. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, the control rods would melt, and uh, now there's no water in the reactor, and so then it ends up um, melting, and it starts to create gas. <laughs> it starts to create hydrogen gas, which is explosive, and um, at some point it explodes, and it blows the top off of the thing. And uh, in the case of um, uh, Chernobyl, it exposed the the radioactive core, and they have this burning fire. So, um, if you think about it, it's like a little piece of the sun that's like sitting, you know, inside this thing and the radiation is kind of like light. It's like a ray, like light. You just can't see it really. So like, if you are like there and you could, if you even could see the the core, you were basically dead because there would be that much light, like the sun hitting you. And that would be like at a massive amount of, um, death yeah the, the the going through your body fukushima was very similar it was an experiment obviously they had the the 
tsunami that knocked out their backup generators and they had no electrical power, so they couldn't run their cooling system. So Fukushima um, uh, ran out of water uh, and and some of their uh, um, cores, I don't know if it was all four, um, but some of their cores melted, you know, but it didn't escape the containment chamber, luckily for them. But it, they did, uh, at least two of them, blow the tops off from the hydrogen that was produced um, and blew a lot of uh, radiation into the air. Chernobyl was worse because basically that radioactive core got blown all over the place, <laughs> killing yeah. everything in, in, in the area. Fukushima, still bad. Um, radiation everywhere, but uh, not as bad as Chernobyl. So, yeah. There you go. It's not a ghost town now is what you're saying. The well, it is in some parts. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're still working on it. Like they're not done because they, they have a leak. And so like they keep containing the water in these giant containment vessels. Um, but they've run out of, I mean, there's, I don't know how many, there's hundreds of them and they're huge and, and they have no place to put this radioactive water. So they've told basically that the world that they're going to, they're going to start pouring that radioactive water into the ocean because they just, they don't have any other place to put it. Why not? Yeah. So, um, but Chernobyl's like a ghost town, isn't that like a? That's like a. Yeah, there's, there's nothing there, right? Well, I mean, there's actually there is people there, but they they um there's not a lot. Like there's They're some mutants. There's well, there's just some old people there that didn't want to give up their land and stuff, and they're still there. But a lot of people that were there got thyroid cancer and things like that. So yeah, they, um, it's not a, a safe place to 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 go. But you can go on visits because again, your body can handle a certain amount of radiation and you, you can, you're not going to go right near the reactor itself. That's been closed off and sealed and stuff, but you can go to Pripyat, which is the town there. Lots of people do. You can go on YouTube and look at it and um, you can visit it and stuff, but you got to just be careful. Like you can't be there for too long because you'll end up just getting overexposed to radiation. I mean, I wouldn't go. I, I'm not dancing with death. I don't need extra no. radiation in my life. But um, mm-hmm. but some people don't care and they go and, and check it out and so it's like all right well, good for you I'm not gonna risk thyroid cancer over there I got enough fucking problems go take a selfie yeah but YouTube <laughs> YouTube's got it I got a book all about um, this woman uh, she was one of the first people because she had a um, father or something that had a pass to go through the uh, the unauthorized zone. And she would take her motorcycle and drive into the old town and take photos. And then lots more people do it these days because it's Ukraine. And they probably were like, hey, we can make money doing this, you know. Right. And uh, started selling things, even though it's not safe. Who cares? People want to pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could tell you some other crazy things about Chernobyl, but not today. I laughed through half of the first part of that. I just I don't know why, but I got the giggles. Because I was just like, oh, geez, here we go. Nuclear reactors. <laughs> Kevin's going to talk for an hour. Yeah. I just started laughing. I couldn't stop. He knows all <laughs> kinds of nonsense. Um, well, here's one for you. Favorite board games? Or role-playing games, if you have any. <clears throat> Samurai Swords. No, that one sucked. Uh, <laughs> I remember that game. Remember that one? That was so... It, <laughs> listen, people. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Here's 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 what you like when you get a new game. When when people get a new game, they sit there. You sit down. You look at the parts. You pull out the instructions. You read the instructions fully, as much as you can. 
right? Because you want to get an idea how to play the game. And then you go ahead and you start the game. And of course, you got to look back at the rules and make sure you're doing everything right. These games that Kevin Baird brought over to my house had so many instructions. They had like booklets. There was like, <laughs> you need to look at this booklet to do this. You need to look at this booklet to do this. You got to look at this one. And, and, <laughs> and it was so huge. You couldn't just sit there and be like, all right, everybody read the rules <laughs> because there was just too much. You know what I mean? So we would, so, so we would literally start these games. Remember, remember when we did Samurai Swords, we, you were like, all right, uh, rule number one, everybody takes a die. <laughs> we, it's just like, oh, okay. And, and we just went rule by rule by rule. We got like halfway through. It was like, oh, wait a minute. We've been doing this wrong. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Ah. yeah. No, it I know. A, yeah. It's a good time. Uh, I used to. Bad candy. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, God, turn my poop green or red or whatever. <laughs> Everybody's poop turned a different color. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite board games from when I was a kid. Was this game called? Was this board game called Superstition? I've heard of it, but I never played it. Yeah, I wanted to get. There's, I've seen it on eBay and stuff. I wanted to get it, and it's just basic. It's just a. It's like a mousetrap, like a mouse. You know how like mousetrap. You never really played mousetrap. You just set it up and let the ball roll down. (laughs) Yeah. Kick a kick everything and be like, yay, and then you put it away. That's what this game was like. It was like little superstitions. There was, uh, but. Each little station had a superstition, like a broken mirror or walking under a ladder or something like that. And they had two, you had like a base for each thing and there would be two pegs. And underneath the pegs, one of the pegs would be connected to a rubber band. So you get to the superstition, the superstition, you put your piece on there and then you'd be like, okay, you pick a peg. And depending on which one you picked, either a monster came out and grabbed you or it didn't. So it was kind of cool because it was like, oh, this is unknown. Yeah. Uh, so that that game, I mean, you want to say things like Monopoly and Risk, but they take so long. Like literally, sometimes those games could take two days. Yeah. Or like Nightmare <laughs> with the VHS tape. And the oh my god, who are who? <laughs> who is the oldest? And we all stop. Like, um, okay, hold on. I'm February. <laughs> yeah. VHS games, that's silly shit. Um, what about you? Hero clicks. I liked hero clicks. Yeah, hero clicks was fun. Yeah, I, 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 I different. That. Yeah, that was it's good with a group of people. Um, yeah. I mean, we played a lot of games. People, you got to understand. I mean, yeah, it's hard to like go back and think of like one that I like really enjoyed more than any other because they're all they're all about the same. I mean, when I was growing up. We played a lot of board games just because that's all I had. I didn't have like uh, video games or anything. You know, we played D and D too, Kill Time, and didn't even have any of the books or anything. It was mostly just made up with pen and paper. Um, you know, and then things progressed, of course. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say any of that was that fun either. It was mostly yeah. just most of that stuff is just time killer, really. Um, but yeah, it, it can be a good time playing games with other people. Um, uh, you know, it just depends on the group of people you're with. That's that seems to be more of the defining thing about it. You know, if you're in a good group of people, you can have a lot of fun. Um, if you're with a bunch of cranky pants that don't like anything or, or can't or like Adam, who can't remember to take his turn. Oh, my God. So you got to just yell at him all the time. It's your turn. <laughs> And he's got to sit there and stare at the board because he doesn't know what's been going on for the last 20 minutes. We played that conspiracy game. Remember that one? I don't know if you remember that one. 
there's like a briefcase and you become a guy and you got to like get the briefcase somehow. And they like, you have $10,000 to bribe people so that you can have an advantage over everybody else. And, uh, Adam went in there and his first move was like, I'm putting all $10,000 on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just looked at him like, that's not the idea. It's like, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to pick just one guy. You like got to spread it out across every, he's like, nah, I'll put it on this guy. And then the rest of the game, we just spent, the, we, all of us were just like, we'll just make sure that guy never gets it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I wonder what's going on. <laughs> we're like, dude, it's your own fault. You're dumb. <laughs> I'm just going to put it all on him. Like, okay. Go ahead. Stupid. Sometimes it can be fun just, yeah, to make fun of other people. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Board games, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um yeah, because I mean, especially like back in the day, all you think about is like Monopoly, shoots and ladders, yeah. you know, like Risk or Connect uh, Four and Simon. And- yeah, you know, Perfection. Remember that one? Yeah, Trouble. And- yeah, sorry. Well, okay, last question. Okay. We got lots more for the future weeks. Thanks, Kevin. Sweet. If anybody else has stuff like this, please send it. Oblast at VGN.us. We'll, we'll, uh, re- we'll give you our answers on the air or anything else you want yeah. to talk about. Uh, most insane video game ever. The Commodore 64 had a lot of weird stuff. Um, most insane video game ever. I mean, it's probably that Japanese one where you have to shove your finger up somebody's ass. Um, but no. I haven't played it. A boonga boonga. I don't want to. You get a big, you get a big plastic finger, and, and there's a butt on the console, and you have to jam it in the ass. Of the, I don't even know if it's real or if it was like a, an art project or something. I mean, it was a real thing; it was real, but I don't know if I'll it pass. was like actually in arcades or whatever. Um, well, I mean, it depends on your definition of crazy. <laughs> really, you know, right? Because, like you and I would say, this game is D. This D game. Oh yeah. It's kind of crazy yeah. because it's because it's you're just like this is I don't understand this and then you know and then you force Packard to play it and we just leave, but uh, road, like what road, was that? Road, road Rash had a lot of crazy moments for us because oh um, it, it it we didn't you know it was the it was the dawn of video in games and so like yeah. there would be like video segments and stuff but then like at one point there was like a commercial. That came on, yeah. and Don and I were both like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> like, wait a minute. It's like a full-on commercial, like in like because we didn't touch the controllers for a while. It just started to do that. And yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, and 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 that was kind of it, it, today. It's it's weak sauce, but back then it was we were kind of like really blown out, blown out by that. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, because if well, and then also, what's that? What was that fighting game? I always ask you this, like, once a year or something. What was that fighting game that was banned in all the countries? Remember, it, it was on PlayStation. And, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember the name of it. It was, it was like it was. They were like, "This is so bloody, and this is so violent." Yeah. And then we played it, and it was just like, "This isn't really." Yeah, it was awful. I can't remember what really it that was. Bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was that, um, uh, what was that company called? They made like, they made like a lot of bike games, skateboard games. Cause they were getting in on that Tony Hawk thing, you know? So they were, they were constantly putting out stuff and I, and I think they had a Dave Mira BMX or whatever. And then they, they made like a triple X version of that game or something. Like it wasn't Dave yeah. Mira, like he wasn't the sponsor of it, but it was like, 
same sort of game, but they just had naked models or something in the game, and it was called uh, like Triple X or something. Oh, it was go weird. ahead. No, go ahead. Yes. Uh, th- that one. Oh, Starcraft. <laughs> Starcraft was pretty crazy. Yeah. That always freaked me out. I'd always like like I was saying the other day. I'd, I'd fall asleep because it was so warm in your apartment, and I would wake <laughs> up, and you'd be playing that game, and it'd be like some weird Scottish alien, just like. Heavens to better control. Look at yeah, there's like, a lot of 3DO. The, the 3DO itself is a pretty crazy system. Like if you get the yeah. games, the Wing Commander, remember, you know, oh, the, 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 the lions, or the tiger guy, or whatever's talking yeah. to you, and you had to pick your oh, girlfriend. Oh. That that scene's rough. Like that, if you ever play yeah. Wing Commander three, that that's that's rough because you got yeah. two girls that like you in the game and. And you got you got to you walk talk into to the them. bar. You, you walk into the bar, and they're like, "Which one do you choose to walk to?" And, and it's like, and that, spoiler, spoiler alert! It doesn't help which one you go to, right? Because <laughs> right. the other one gets pissed. Or you can not go to either of them. You can just get back in the elevator, and then neither of them stick around. Yeah. That's yeah. that's also bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Um, I know like EA tried to do something at one time where they had like a live action game. Like you would get phone calls and you got like a text messages and things from them and uh, you would get codes and and stuff. It was a failure. Um, It had some sort of budget on it though, where they were kind of like, you know, crazy. And and I think it was like really more of a, um, there's these certain experiences you can find on, on certain things. Now they're not really games. They're more like, um, uh, like experiences. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like you might think you're hacking into something as a game and then the game like starts taking you down this weird rabbit hole of showing you like a hostage on a video and that you can <laughs> save them. And then you got to go online and find more information in order to unlock it. You know, they kind of did that with lost. Remember lost the show, and they would yeah. put in like those Morse codes and then people would yeah. like decipher that stuff and find like clues in the intro and everything. It's kind of like that. Like for those people that are really invested in like, you know, that kind of thing, they want to like, ex- you know, find the the mystery. I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing. That was a thing in the two thousands though. Like people were kind of into that sort of stuff. Cicada and all that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Uh, hopefully, uh, both of us will be alive on the next episode next week, and um, we'll uh, talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.